and turn to the book of Philippians, chapter 3, and we'll have the children dismissed to the children's church. And we did go through the book of Philippians this summer, actually, before the anniversary, uh, uh, verse by verse, but I'd like for us to just go back to to one uh, passage here in Philippians chapter 3 and uh, start reading here in verse 12. Not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after, if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let us, therefore, as many as be perfect, be thus minded, and if in any thing ye be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. Now, our theme for this year, the, the verses that we have tried to keep in your heart and in your mind is, number one, be still and know that I am God over here and that out on this side, that I may know Him and the power of His resurrection. Uh, as you walk down uh, 31st Avenue, you'll see a, another church there, and they have a sign out front, Contemplative Worship. And, and uh, by that, everybody just sits around and thinks of, about God. Now, I, I challenge you, as your pastor, you need to think about God. He he needs to be foremost in your thoughts, but just thinking about God does neither him nor you any good. Uh, because God's not interested in just simply thought process. He wants a relationship with us that modifies, that changes, that determines behavior. Uh, how many of you have ever started out with good intentions? You know what I mean by that. Uh, you had everything planned out. Your, your intentions were good, but it didn't end up good. Has anybody else ever had that experience? I, I see a few hands going up, a few people being honest there, some heads nodding up and down. Yeah, every one of us have been there. We, we, the Bible says, you study the book of Judges, every man did that which was what? What's that word? Every man did that which was right in his own eyes. But God judged it wrong, did he not? Uh, that's what the book of Judges is all about. It is God has already determined what is right, and he wants us to do right. How many of you have struggled with doing right since last Sunday? Did you lift a hand up there? Uh, how many of you are feeling the burdens 
of life. Uh, all of the crazy things going on in our world around us. I'll tell you what, we as a church have been locked in a struggle for almost two years now. Trying to reopen the Union Baptist Church in Brooklyn. Uh, I'll tell you what. I don't know about you, but uh, I know Brother Newberger and, and myself. And, and uh, uh, if you were here Thursday night, we had Brother Hiram here and then uh, Brother Herbst, the plumber. And I'll tell you what, they were both worn out uh, when they headed back to Fleshman's uh, Friday afternoon. And, and uh, uh, But we are, are making some progress. And how many of you have told someone when, when they are struggling with life, well, just hang in there. How many of you have heard someone tell you the same thing? Hey, hang in, don't, don't hang out. How many of you have seen that little picture of the little kitty cat with its claws in the, uh, in the tree branch? It says, hang in there. My, my absolute favorite, though, uh, it's just a, pencil drawing uh, of a stork and he's out there and he's got the frog in his mouth but the frog has got both hands outside the stork grabbing him by the throat how many of you have ever seen one of those and and, uh, I just like that thought don't give up right but How many of us, after we have expended every effort, have failed anyway? You know, that's human effort, is it not? And God has to bring us to a point beyond human effort if we're ever going to realize the power of His resurrection. What Our missions conference coming up, it's hard to believe, just two Sundays away. And I uh, want you to begin praying now, as we do every year, as to what your part will be in, in world missions. And God has enabled our church to do some amazing things this, this past year. Uh, uh, and, and we're just thankful for what the Lord is doing, and we have anticipation that the Lord is not done with Open Door Bible Baptist Church. And He still wants to do some things here. Amen? And as we look at these verses, Paul explains in detail where we need to be if we're going to experience that power of His resurrection. Now, if I would ask today, how many of you would could use more of the power of Christ's resurrection in your life? Every hand would go up. I mean, uh, we, we need that. We need that encouragement. We need that strength. We cannot live the Christian life in our own efforts. I don't know how many people over the years have... as given them the gospel and tried to explain to them what it means to be saved, to be born again the Bible way, 
Not some church way, not some hope-so religion kind of thing, but a, a living relationship with the living God. And, and I've had people say, well, Pastor, the, it's just such a narrow way. Well, yeah. That's what Jesus said. He said, you have to enter in at the straight gate. How many of you remember what he said in the book of Luke? He was preaching there. He said, strive to enter in at that straight gate. He said, there's going to be a lot of people that try and can't make it. How many of you remember the story of the rich young ruler? He said, he came running. He fell down in the dust. Now, you got to imagine this. you got to... Uh, let the words paint the picture that was real. He, the Bible tells us as it describes him in the different Gospels that he was very rich, that he was a ruler of the people of Israel. Chances are he had inherited his seat on the Sanhedrin from his father. Uh, could you imagine a United States senator... Uh, what a stir would it make if Chuck Schumer came running and fell down in the street and said to some preacher, tell me how to be saved. I mean, every news media outlet in the country would be caring that Senator Schumer had lost his mind completely. Um, and that's where this rich young ruler was. And what was Jesus' answer to him? said, you know the commandments. Here was his answer. I've done all those. You know what he was really saying, though it's not in your text? I've done everything you said and I'm still not saved. I know I'm lost. You see, your salvation is not dependent on what you do. It's on what Jesus has done. That's why it is finished is up there. I think it was one of the Newberger kids said, well, everybody knows pastor's finished working on the auditorium. Why did he print it up there? And, and uh, that, he missed the point. Yes, that was one of the last things we did as we finished construction was put those words up there. But those are the words that Jesus uttered on the cross. One word in the Hebrew. It's done. The work of salvation has been finished by Jesus Christ. How many would say, Amen, I've trusted Jesus as my Savior. And I know my sins are forgiven and heaven is my home. You know, that's what this book called the Bible is all about. That is our message. But how many of you have struggled after salvation? If you haven't, it's because you're not doing anything. Right? And Paul here, as he is writing to the Philippians, he has just got done telling them all of the things that he had done. He counted them lost for Christ. He wants to know Jesus in the power of His resurrection. And then we get into our text here, not as though I had already attained. 
You know, I've met people that are so secure in their eternal security that they feel no need to serve the Lord Jesus Christ whatsoever. The Bible is very clear. If that is your understanding of Jesus Christ, you don't have the salvation that the Bible offers. The salvation that the Bible offers is not fire insurance, my friend. And you see, church is not so you can get saved. We've had a lot of people who say, well, the church is an evangelistic institution. Well, we teach the truth. I I don't see how anyone could come and be in our services and not hear how to be saved, how to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, because everything we preach is about that. But the church is really non-topical until after you're saved. You cannot be a member of this church until after you've settled the issue of your salvation. You say amen to that? In fact, we won't baptize you until after you give a public testimony of having trusted Jesus as your Savior. Because baptism is the physical picture. It's like your birth certificate. It tells people that you have trusted Jesus. Back into the water, the death of Christ, under the water, the burial, out of the water, the resurrection. Amen? That's how simple it is. The church. He was writing to the church in the city of Philippi. The church is here to give us strength and direction in the struggle to serve Jesus till he comes back. Can we say amen to that? And I'll tell you, we've had some struggles. And we're going to have some more. Because if you're going to serve Christ, it doesn't happen naturally. It's got to happen on purpose. I think it was Billy Graham said people could get saved and not even know they're saved. That's blasphemy, my friends. That is a direct contradiction of everything Jesus taught in the Scriptures. He said, For whosoever shall what? Call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How can you call upon the name of the Lord and not know that you did it? John 3.16 For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever, what's that next word? Believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. On Him, actually. Listen. How can you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and not know that you did it? Can't. Those are just nice sayings to make people feel better about their lack 
of a real living relationship with Jesus Christ. You say, Pastor, that makes me uncomfortable. Well, I want you to be uncomfortable. Because if you're not, you'll never ever get to the point to where you physically do believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not just something... You cannot be born a Christian. You must be born again a Christian. Amen? You, you, there must be that point in time where you put your faith and trust in Jesus. And then, Paul says here, Not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect. But I follow after. How many of you have ever completed a real research paper where, where you actually picked a thought or a thesis and, and then you went and you researched that thing and you, you followed that idea through the news media and, and through books and, and through history and, and Begin to put that thing together. I'll give you one example. If you were here uh, over the summer, we we spent um, several Sunday nights on this idea of what the Bible says. Jesus said, I will build my church. How many of you were here for that? Remember that? As we went through the Bible, we took the statements of Jesus and then we went through history and we followed that thought right down to the current day. Now, we can't recreate that now. You could go on to the website and uh, if you can navigate through the sermons, you can listen to that series. It, it took us uh, a couple of months this summer to go through that. Paul here is simply saying, I follow after. What is he following? He's seeking that truth that saved him. I've said this, and, and I wish I could find a better way to say it. It just kind of like doesn't penetrate very deeply. But what you did to get saved is how you live for Jesus every day. What you did when you got saved is you surrendered everything to Jesus Christ. Amen? How many of you have one of those unruly flesh uh, sin natures living in you that just wants its own way? Uh, if you don't, you're dead, alright? Uh, you have that. If I am going to have victory over myself, I've got to follow after Jesus Christ. I've got to follow after that power of His resurrection that saved me. You see, Romans 8.28 says that God wants to conform me. He's predestined. He wants me to be conformed to the image of His Son. By the way, that's what the word Christian means. Means little Christ or like Christ. 
the, the people in the city of Antioch, which is modern-day Syria. There's no church that we know of existing in that same town today. But the Christians had uh, so captivated the minds of the people, the Jewish people that were there, of which there were many, and the Gentiles there, that they said, what, what do we call these people? Who are they? And I'm sure it was the Jewish contingent. Well, there was a Jewish teacher in Jerusalem. His name was Jesus. Uh, they called him the Christ. They believed he was the Messiah. That's what the word Christ means. And so they called them little Christ. The word Christian. They were first called Christians at Antioch. Paul said, I'm following after that. He said, I want to be conformed to the image of His Son. If we'll go back just a few verses in Philippians chapter 3, I hope your Bible's still open there to verse 10. It says that I may know Him and the power of His resurrection and the fellowship of His suffering. What's that last phrase there? Being made conformable unto His death. I'm conformed to His image The Bible says I need to be conformable unto his death. One of the great themes of the Bible, you can start all the way through, is if we are going to find God, we've got to get past ourselves. The death of self. The Bible says we need to reckon ourselves dead unto sin, that we can live unto God. And Paul is describing that struggle here. He says, listen, I've not already attained. I'm not perfect, but I'm following after. I'm trying to get a hold of that. I'm trying to get closer to Christ. How many say, preacher, that's where I am. I'm with you there. That's the purpose and the design of the local church is to encourage each of us in that endeavor. But what does Paul say? He says that I may apprehend, that I can get a hold of that for which also I am apprehended of Christ. He said, I am trying. To get a hold of that image of Christ. I am striving to be changed and to be conformed. Not only to the image of Christ, but to his death. That I can get past me so that people will see Christ. And if you've ever tried to serve Christ, you understand what I'm talking about. But Paul says, I'm already apprehended of Christ Jesus. John, the beloved disciple, in 1 John chapter 3, verse 2 said, We shall be like Him, for we shall see Him as He is. God has already determined that. That is your destiny as a born-again believer in Jesus Christ. One day we will be like Him. One day we will not have this flesh to struggle with. Amen? Ephesians chapter 2 says that 
Let me just read it out of my notes here. And hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That's present tense. Paul wrote those words almost 2,000 years ago. He said, if you're saved in God's mind, you're already in heaven with him. That's why you can't work for your salvation. You either have it or you don't. This is what God has planned for us. Jesus told the disciples the night he was betrayed, let not your heart be troubled. He said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. And if I prepare a place for you, what? I'm going to come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there ye may be also. Paul said, I'm trying to apprehend that for which I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. How many of you have ever seen the, oh, in a movie or something, the hero has fallen off the cliff and he's hanging there? And they reach the the guy who's trying to help him and save him from dying reaches down and, and grabs a hold of the person who has fallen. And then the fellow hanging on the side of the cliff reaches up and grabs a hold of the guy pulling him over. You, you, you got the picture? Now, let me ask you, is Jesus ever going to let go of you? No. But he wants your cooperation. He wants you to put forth the effort. Even if it means swinging precariously. You see, what happens in the movies could never happen in real life. If you were hanging off the side of the cliff with that little tree branch, you're still going to be holding on to it when they pick up your broken remains from the bottom of the precipice. That's that's life. Aren't you glad that God is a little bigger than life? That God is able to write over our human nature. See, when you get saved, you stop holding on to your own works that's going to take you to hell forever. And you let Jesus grab a hold of you. Paul says that struggle is reaching out and grabbing a hold of Jesus. He said, I'm trying to get a hold of that which already has a hold of me. Hey, it's a whole lot easier for the person pulling you up when you and that person are working together. Amen? And I've heard many people give testimony. Well, Jesus dragged me kicking and screaming to Bible college. I didn't want to go, but I, I want to challenge you. Jesus will not drag you kicking and screaming anywhere. If you don't want to go, he's not going to make you. Because that's the kind of God he is. The only thing he is asking is your willing 
obedience to what He's already planned for your life. Could we say amen to that? You know, we talk about worship. Is that not the heart of all true worship? It's understanding that God has already done the work, but He wants me to reach out, grab a hold of Him. I'm not helping Him. I'm helping me. But God gives us this opportunity. Paul says, I follow after. I'm trying to get a hold of that which already has a hold of me. Now look at verse 13. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. Now, who was saying this? This is the Apostle Paul. In other passages in the Scripture, he would say that my labors were more fruitful than the other uh, uh, 11 apostles all put together. Humanly speaking, that was a true statement. Paul had started more churches in more places and won more souls and, and was responsible for a greater work than literally the collective efforts of the 11 other apostles. And Paul says, I count not myself to have apprehended. That's, that's an amazing statement, is it not? He said, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind. Now, let's just talk about that for just a minute. Forgetting those things which are behind. There is not a one of us in this auditorium that do not have things in our past that haunt us, that bother us, and that hinder us in reaching up and grabbing hold of Christ. What did Peter say? Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. Mental wards all over this world are stocked full of people who have something in their past that they won't let go of, that they cannot forget. I've had people tell me, well, Pastor, I can, I can forgive them for what they did, but I, I can't forgive myself. Wait a minute. Can I, can I explain something to you? That is simple, old-fashioned pride. So you're too good to let Jesus, who has a hold of you, forgive you for what you did. Excuse me? Where does that kind of thought process come from, except from the devil? We've got to think this morning. We've got to line up with the Word of God. That thought process is not from God. When Jesus said, it is finished on the cross, He included every sin that would ever be sinned by mankind. The only reason He could say that is because He is God. Amen? But do you know that 
not only past failures can hinder you, but past successes. I've met a few preachers over the years. Well, you know, I, I've invested my life's energy and force. It, it's just time for me to step back and let some others take the forefront. Uh, excuse me? Are you alive? Uh, if God's finished with you, He'll take you to heaven to be with Him. If you're still alive, He's got something for you to do. Could we say amen to that? You need to be engaged in the struggle. Your accomplishments, even if God... This is the Apostle Paul. How many churches had he started? How, many, how much suffering... Had he, in fact, been through, in fact, as he's writing this book, he was in jail in Rome. You know, Paul could have said, you know, I've done my part. God's put me in prison and allowed me to be in prison because I just need a rest. How many of you remember what he said in chapter 1? He said, these bonds have actually furthered the reach of my message. I'm actually more effective in my ministry here than I was before. God hasn't slowed me down one little bit. Forgetting those things which are behind. Both your failures and your successes. Why? Because the Christian life is not about you, my friend. It's about Jesus. He did the saving. He's the one that gives you the, uh, the opportunity to live. And so each day that He gives you is an opportunity to reach forth. Reaching forth unto those things which are before. You know, we live in a world that's in spite of all the craziness, is somewhat orderly. You pick any profession that you would like to pick, any, any life choice that you would like to make. Wall Street. Well, you better go to a good college. Otherwise, they don't let you in the door. Uh, and more importantly than that, you better get some experience and And then you're going to have to be trained and do an internship. And then you're going to move up. And as you see, the world has this thing. You are promoted to the level of your incompetence. How many are familiar with that? You do a good job, you move up. You do a good job, you move up. You do a good job, you move up. Now it's too much for you to handle. They're not going to let you move down because it's a pay cut. So you're going to stay there and be miserable. Do you realize serving the Lord Jesus Christ, there's no ceiling? There's no limits in your service for Christ. Except for the boundaries that are in the Word of God. Someone said, oh, I'm going to be a preacher one day. I said, well, just a moment. Our our church already has one of those. Amen? Amen. And the other thing is, God doesn't allow lady preachers. We've got to keep things in the order the Bible has set. 
But that doesn't mean you cannot continue growing closer to the Lord and becoming a more effective tool until Jesus sees fit to take you home. Can we say amen to that? Am I allowed to joke about such controversial things? Well, I'm going to anyway. Amen? You see, there's a prize. It's the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. You see, the church is a body. And just as your body is made up of many parts, so is the church made up of many members. And not every one of us can have the, whole, the same jobs. That's why you read 1 Corinthians chapter 12. It said, if the whole body were the eye, where were the hearing? Where are the smelling? Uh, what if you didn't have feet to move on or hands to grab things with? The body is many parts. How many times have I told you I, the, the greatest privilege of my life is to be the pastor of this church, but if nobody shows up, what am I the pastor of? You see, in Jesus Christ, every position that everyone fills is just as important to God as another one. The prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus is being faithful where God has put me. Well, it surely doesn't seem like I'm doing a lot. Well, try showing up for visitation. Amen. Uh, We've got lots of things going on. Just be here. I've often had people, well, what's your recovery program that you have at your church? I said, well, the problem that we have found is a recovery program takes someone who is addicted to something and puts them in a very nice place with very nice people and they're completely cut off from all temptation. And when they get out, they're put back in the real world with not very nice people. And all kinds of temptations, and 90% of them go right back to doing what they did before. If you want victory, you've got to learn to serve Jesus right where you are and right where you live. So our recovery program is Sunday morning at 10.30 and 12.30 and 6 p.m. Sunday evening, Thursday nights at 7.30, visitation You can come on Wednesday nights. You can come on Saturday morning. Uh, Discipleship. Uh, There's just lots of things. Ladies meetings once a month. We have men's prayer breakfast on Sunday mornings once a month. Uh, We try to have different outings and different conferences during the year. Our missions conference coming up. That's Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday morning, Sunday night. Let me tell you. You, you'll be running my... No, I'm not running your life. I'm the pastor of the church. But if you get involved, you'll find out that Jesus just might be running your life, giving you an opportunity to reach out and grab a hold of something that's going to bring you a little closer to being like Jesus Christ. 
to fulfilling the part that God has for you serving in the body of Christ. Amen? And he goes on. He said, Let us therefore, in verse 15, as many as be perfect, be thus minded. He said, if you want to have that perfect or complete mind, that mature Christian thing, the world has a, a, a phrase. I, I've just always hated it. It's called, well, that's, that's just your mindset. Well, many times we do set our minds, most of the time in a very wrong direction. But if you just give the control of your mind to the Lord Jesus Christ... He's not going to set it. He's going to keep it moving in His direction. Amen? He, he's, going to, he's going to move that mind, and, and your mind is going to be this. Hey, Jesus is holding on to me. But I'm not going to miss this opportunity to reach up and grab a hold of Him. Can we say amen to that? You know, I failed in my, in, in, in my life. You fail in your life. We call it sin. I don't ignore those things, but I confess them to the Lord, and He cleanses me from all unrighteousness. You have no business in the graveyard of forgiven sins. The only person who likes to be there is the devil. Don't join him. Forgetting those things which are behind. Both our failures and our successes. Realizing that any success that is behind was because of Jesus, not because of me. And so I just want to squeeze a little tighter. Amen? Because I have an opportunity to live today reaching forth to something that's before me. I'm never going to be promoted to the level of incompetence serving Christ. Because there's always more that I can do. As I look out over the auditorium and I put myself in here as well, there's not a one of us anybody would confuse with Jesus Christ. Now, is there? Hello? Hello? So we got a little room to reach out for something in front of us now, don't we? Can we say amen to that? And you see, when you have this mind in you, this is how you experience the power of His resurrection. And and here's what Paul says. And if in anything you be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. If you think that I'm just crazy telling you my own ideas, if you'll surrender your life to God, He'll tell you the Bible is right. The Bible's always right. How many of you remember the first time you came to this church, you thought, wow, this is crazy. I can't, I, I don't know if this is for me or not. And then God began changing you and saying, oh man, I actually enjoy those messages. They're right from the Bible. I like that. 
You see, that's what the Holy Spirit of God is trying to do. So that we can be thus minded. And we have a job to do. We have service to perform. We worship the Lord Jesus Christ. And if we will, one of these days, we're going to hear, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Let's pray.